This is Owen Cotter of ScienceFiction.com. On tonight's show, joining us is director and editor Brett Bonowitz. How is it going tonight, Brett? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Now, uh, with the show, we're going to talk about some of your new projects and uh, also your old projects. I know you've got a new documentary called Artist Depiction, but before we talk about that, can you go a little bit over your background and some of the projects you've been working on uh, recently for Clindar? Uh, yeah, so uh, let's see. In 2013, I think we started producing The Perfect 46, and so that's a uh, science factual uh, feature film um, about a geneticist who creates a website that will pair you with your perfect genetic partner. Um, so that's, uh, I'm trying to, think, I think we toured around with that in 2014. Um, then I started work on Closer Than We Think. So that's a documentary about the futurist illustrator Arthur Radabaugh. He lived in Detroit uh, from, I guess, the 30s to the 70s, but a lot of the Closer Than We Think work was from the late 1950s to the early 1960s. There's no audio or video that exists uh, of Arthur Radovan, so we, we sought out other futurist artists, um, and wow. one of them that we found was Rick Guidus, and uh, so he's one of the uh, people that we interview for artist depiction. So really, like each of these projects is kind of fed into another. And I, I don't know, I really enjoy exploring this kind of retro future world. And that, we don't really do that in the Perfect 46, but in Closer Than We Think in Artist Depiction, it's very much exploring um, this, you know, visions of future past. Right. Well, let's talk about artist depiction. What is the documentary film exactly about? Yeah. Uh, so I, I wanted to be able to give each of there are three artists in the film and uh, you know and we we've shown it in two different ways kind of you can watch them individually or you can watch it all together as you know one film um but i wanted to give them you know a, a venue to be able to speak about their work you know that there would be this uh artifact in a way of, of them actually speaking their own first person memories you know about you know these different projects I didn't want to go out and make a film about other people talking about them. So that was really right. important to me uh, for this to, to actually, you know, be able to show a piece of work and then, you know, for them to say like, Carl Sagan told me that, you know, I needed to have a bird up in this corner. You know, I think that that's right. an interesting, important detail to have. Right. I totally, I totally get where you're coming from on that. Now, for people that aren't familiar with Gerard O'Neill, who was he and what influence does he have on the documentary exactly? Yeah, he's got a lot. Um, you know, for so the, the three artists, two of them, Don Davis and Rick Guidis, uh, worked with Gerard O'Neill uh, in kind of, you know, fleshing out in a pictorial way um, his idea for uh, space stations that were uh, settlements with humans in them. Um, right. So, I mean, really, I guess without Gerard O'Neill, I don't know that you get any of that art from, from Don or Rick. You would end up with, you know, obviously different art and they would work on different missions. But I think their most right. iconic work is, is the Space Colony artwork. Right. And your film has, like, scenes of, of original pre-concept stuff before it actually was produced in art. What kind of stuff... Uh, are we going to see in that film and, uh, you know, other things from Rick Guidance and all those guys? Yeah, Don, Don and Rick both had and shared with us different sketches that they had. You know, and it was interesting to note the differences between the artists as well, where, you know, mm -hmm. Don really kind of squirreled everything away and, you know, had like 
people's phone numbers and little notes and stuff, you know, right beside <laughs> a sketch of what something was going to be later in the painting. Uh, Rick, right. whose background is, is more in, um, he has an architectural background. So his sketches were more, uh, you know, kind of line drawings and, and on this kind of sketch paper that he likes to kind of put layers together, almost like Photoshop, but, you know, on paper, uh, so that he could kind of see and get a sense of where everything is. And, and so it was interesting just to see how different you could approach the same task. Right, right. Well, you have films like Elysium that have similar space station colonies. Just curious, what would you think Gerard, if he were alive today, would think about, like, you know, like the current state of space exploration and, like, this proposed moon space gateway thing that they have announced to go to use to get to the Mars, uh, to the Red Planet? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's hard to speak for him, but I would think that he'd be pretty disappointed that, you know, we're not out there and we're not building it in any sort of fashion. You know, uh, I think Rick says it toward the end of his film about how uh, Jerry had said to him, you know, if it didn't happen in the next couple of years, and he was talking about the late 1970s, uh, right. it probably wasn't going to happen at all, you know, and that that's kind of a sad point because obviously we have, you know, 40 years of perspective to, to look at and, and realize that we didn't do any of those things yet. So, so, and just, I mean, and overall from people watching artists to fiction, what would you like the viewer to take from, from the overall uh, film in general? I think, you know, a greater appreciation of the work that an artist puts uh, into translating um, scientific concepts and missions into something visual, you know, like something we kept coming back to, and, and this includes also with the, the other artist, um, Charles Lindsay, who's not a painter, but more of a, a kind of a conceptual artist, where it, it's mm. about this idea, and Charles talks about this, of spontaneous comprehension, and that that's the idea of what art can do that, you know, you can't do with like a lecture. You know, I can show you a picture of a space colony, and you immediately get the concept. You get what it looks like, you get where people are going to be living, you get where it's placed in space. You know, without having to read, you know, I don't know, 200 pages of The High Frontier, which is, right. you know, not to say don't do that, but hopefully the images are a gateway to understanding. Right, right. That's very fascinating. I like that. And I'm just curious, do you have any upcoming projects in the pipeline uh, that are going to be like sci-fi or anything that you can mention uh, right quick? Yeah, I'm writing something now that is definitely sci-fi. In some ways, I consider it like a spiritual sequel to The Perfect 46. It's a, a lot of exploring kind of ethical issues, uh, not related to genetics, but just uh, related to the future. Um, I, I'm also working on a uh, short story collection that will hopefully be done by the end of the year. And those are all science fiction stories, not quite ideas for movies, you know. Um, right. So, uh yeah, hopefully they'll, they'll be ten, what, and they kind of exist in all different worlds. Right. What's uh, what's some like the themes of those? Like you know, the future, space, time travel. What kind of stuff we're talking about in those? God, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never done anything related to time travel. Um, definitely space. Space is a thing. I think I have a couple of stories that that are about different Mars colonies and different ideas of uh, governments and, and Mars colonies. Uh, oh, wow. Space exploration is definitely there. Um, trying to think of what else. Uh, you know, so, some of them are just about like the, the isolation of, of space. You know, through artist depiction and closer than we think. I, you know, there's a lot of time to think about 
you know, let's say we did colonize space, you know, like what are the complications that would be to the everyday for just a person living there that we're probably not thinking about because we take the earth for granted. And then, you know, like once we're actually up there, you know, it's like, oh, wait a second, you know, I do have to worry about what I'm breathing and, and what the oxygen levels are. And, you know, it might not just reset, you know. Right. Well, in closing, uh, are there any website links or anything you'd like to give out to people to find out about your work and, and all your uh, various films? And also, how, how do people go about watching artist depiction in your other films? Is it on the Internet? or? Yeah. Uh, so Perfect 46 is now available on uh, Amazon Prime. It's on YouTube. It's on Google Play, um, a couple other things. But I think, you know, if you just Google search the Perfect 46, you'd be able to find it. Uh, Closer Than We Think is right now available on Vimeo. Uh, we're going to be moving to more platforms later in the spring. And Artist Depiction will also be available on Vimeo and on the science streaming service SSS. Um, uh, Labo Cine, and that'll be, I think, one a week uh, throughout February leading into March on Vimeo. Um, okay. And yeah, and uh, our website is uh, clindar.net. So it's C-L-I-N-D-A-R.net. And you can find links to everything there. Awesome, awesome. Well, Brett, it's really good catching up and talking about all these cool films. I look forward to seeing some of your other projects. I hope to check out that uh, Perfect 46. That sounds pretty awesome, man. Please uh, do, thank please you. do. Well, will do, man. Thanks for uh, being on the show, and you take care, man. Absolutely, you too. You've been listening to Owen Cotter with SciFiction.com. For more great interviews and pop culture coverage, please check us out on social media at SciFiction on Facebook and Twitter and SciFiction.com on Instagram. SciFiction.com, envisioning a positive future.